video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 177 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Hollywood holiday homeboy, Grizz. <laughs> oh, I like that. That, that was nice. <laughs> and uh, we're here. It's December. It's almost Christmas, right? We're getting there. Getting real close. Uh, you know it's getting close because Home Depot and Lowe's are taking the Christmas decorations out of the store so yeah right yeah because if you haven't bought them by now it's too fucking late apparently but now the uh hey, the season is setting in on me a little bit now you know we uh we bought i bought a 4k uh jim carrey grinch blu-ray oh. this past week so i'm excited to uh to watch that i have yet i've refrained because usually by now i've 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 popped my 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 movie cherry of the holidays but I've been pretty good this year. I've refrained from watching any of my favorite Christmas classics. So I got the Grinch lined up still because I do love the fucking Jim Carrey Grinch. It's it's great, dude. It's so good. So what are you going to watch all like your your mainstays closer to Christmas? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to actually make it like a, a real holiday thing. I'm going to start this week, though. We'll get in with the Grinch. Uh, but the real one I'm saving, dude, The my favorite holiday movie, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, it's hip hip hooray for Christmas vacation, you guys! It's such a good fucking movie. <laughs> I love everything about it. I actually watched that this week. Oh, you've already um, see, you've already you, dude, you've, uh, you you came a little too soon, my friend. No, 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 no. I've been running through shit this year. Oh, really? I'm usually I don't really watch Christmas movies like around the season, you know. I'll watch like a Christmas story a couple times on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or whatever the fuck it is. But uh, generally, I just watch my normal shit in December. You know, I don't alter my viewings. But this year, I was like, you know what? I put up the Christmas tree, put the lights up outside. Like, let me let me try to actually get in the mood and uh, ran through about. I don't know. Dude, you ever see Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn? Don't you personally know my disdain for Vince Vaughn? It don't so but, fucking, but a good movie is a good I movie. Would never torture myself watching something <laughs> that had that piece of turd garbage in it, dude. Goddamn. Movie made movie made me laugh. I was laughed. It, it was good. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, this um, has to be. I think. I think you might be a little like extra you know spirited um, this year because like you know you're in your home making up for lost time yeah you're in your home you you hung up your your lights on your house your fucking house for the first time this year dude that, that's, that's a big deal so like that's you know, true you're feeling it man I, I can appreciate that dude my dad is addicted to going to like auctions right like he goes and he buys all this crazy shit and like he always finds good stuff he's always like here mike i got you this like oh thanks i'm like how much did you pay for this he's like oh three dollars oh thanks dad five hundred dollar item right yeah yeah (laughs) well like that he he got me like a fucking um he got me a bike like an old steel frame uh road bike but it's good and it's my size it's hard to find an xl frame he got it for like 20 bucks or some shit and i'm looking like i wonder how much this is on ebay fucking 300 something bucks for just the frame i was like oh my god yeah crazy shit but um he was, he's like, here, I, I left something uh, at the front door. When you get home from work, you're going to laugh or you're going to be surprised. So it's like, oh, like, I wonder what it is. And uh, Michelle opens the door, texts me. Oh, my God. Like, what? what? <laughs> like, what is this? And um, I'm like, oh, my dad left something. Like, what is it? He didn't tell me what it was. And she sends me a picture of it. And it's a fucking vintage, like four foot tall blow mold Santa Claus. I knew it, dude. I knew yeah. it was gonna be a fucking blow mold. That's amazing, yeah, dude. Huge, biggest one I've ever seen. 
And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't put this outside. Somebody's either going to steal Someone's it. Someone's going to steal that bitch for sure. I mean, I mean, maybe not. Maybe not where I am now. In, in New York, somebody would fucking take that right off your lawn. Or something's going to happen to it and it's going to get damaged or Windy whatnot. Day. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Branch I'm putting this down. right in the putting it in the front window. There you go. That's that's the new spot for four foot blow mold, um, semi creepy. Dude, as soon, uh, as, Santa as, Claus. as soon as you said your dad in auction and it's Christmas time, my mind immediately was like, this dad got a sick ass blow mold. I guarantee it. And there you go. It all came together. Good story. Yep, there I it is. It. There it is. There it is. And, uh, you know, having that shit around all lit up. I, I feel like I'm, I've got the Christmas spirit this it's year. Holly I'm not, and jolly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm not fucking Ebenezer Scrooge pre uh, reawakening or whatever the fuck that you would call that. But, born again. <laughs> yeah. I'm born again with the spirit of Santa Claus. Okay. So Grizz, we are back in the section of the show where we watch a television show or <laughs> like whatever we, we watch or listen to media whatever the yeah. fuck we're doing the and media we meltdown oh i like that thanks dude <laughs> uh I'm, you know what next week i i got gotcha. you cool all right i got gotcha. you i'm gonna have to get the fucking whammy bar on right now <laughs> So this week we watched the, um, I guess, part two or the follow up to season one, episode one of Freddy's Nightmares. We watched season one, episode seven, Sisters Keeper, originally airing on November 20th, 1988. Now, this is a continuation of the story from the first episode. The two twin sisters are being terrorized by a freshly killed Freddy. Grizz... I know you weren't uh, a huge fan of this episode. I was a little let down. Please. Yeah. Tell me why. What's you up? You know, I, I felt... Okay, so this is basically what I envisioned and why I have stayed away from these TV series that have been based off of like my favorite horror movies from the 80s. This is like... This was like a made-for-TV, watered-down like version of a Freddy Krueger movie that I just was like, man, this is fucking boring. And like, I get it, dude. Like it's, it's TV, but like everything was held back so much. Like I felt like the first one was great. Like I felt the first one had some pretty cool effects. Uh, they didn't really hold back too much. Um, this one, man, I felt like they were like really fucking pussyfooting around a lot of like the gore and stuff. Um, there was, there, there's cool parts. There's, uh, the guitar, him holding a guitar that was cool enough to see I've always seen the picture so like I was gonna say that's a notable image of Freddy Krueger yeah, so now you know where it came from I'm like right? hey that's the fucking scene cool I thought it was a commercial or some shit he did now I know it was this so that was cool and like you know the very end of the episode is is, is fun because like he makes a, a cool twin joke and splits him in half and does a cool like Freddy line but like everything in between man it's just it, it felt like a lesser than version of the Freddy Krueger that I know and love. And I just didn't get the same enjoyment I did as of uh, the No More Mr. Nice Guy episode that we watched last week. Now, I do have to agree with the fact that it wasn't as um, it, it wasn't as good. Right. It wasn't. as. It, let's be real here. It wasn't as good as a lot to live uh, up the to. No More Mr. Nice Guy one. Yeah. Um, do I think it was bad enough where i would fucking never watch it again absolutely not i thought it was at least serviceable because if you watch this directly back to back with part one it wouldn't be the worst nightmare on elm street movie in the series oh you know like it's <laughs> yeah well that's 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 not saying much <laughs> um it does have a lot of i guess parts where i feel like they had to hold back maybe because of the budget maybe because they just couldn't do it on TV or whatnot. And that's what I feel led to the lack of gore in this, where you only yeah. really see what, like um, a weird, you have like a Freddy thing at one point with his arm where it's, it's like slimy. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's actually, I thought that looked pretty, looked pretty cool though, because it was like all fucking like rotted meat, like hanging off. That was pretty cool. It's slimy. Cool, the whole, you know, Freddy having a stretchy arm is 
it's, yeah. it's replayed. I, I was like, oh, here we go again, kind of a thing. So I, I wanted something fresh and new from it. Um, you got a lot of slashes, right? Uh, most of them aren't really that bad. Um, one of them is worse than the other. But I do have to say that the situations that Freddy, I guess, is in in this episode, like just the general, like the dream sequences and shit, I think they were better than the first episode. Like, I think, you know, the, the, the shit with the school where she's in the classroom where you said Freddie's got the guitar because the guy, like the love interest really? um, plays the guitar. He's like a fucking oh, that goddamn song uh, that he, it was so fucking bad. He's, he he's like just hitting open her, chords. Dude. Yeah. Ugh. I was like, this is ouch. He's not getting laid. <laughs> but then well, <laughs> in the eighties you had to be careful anyways, you know, the whole <laughs> there's a scare going on. Much like today. So anyways, the only thing I didn't really care too much about was that like it just felt like the dream sequences were like, oh here's neon color. Now you know it's a dream. Where it's like well, they couldn't you know they, I they could I had that more. same thought. <laughs> Yeah, like like we don't really have money to do like the the movie style dream sequence where right. like they're in one creepy room and walking into another creepy room that leads into the room with Freddy. It's this trippy, they just you know? did. Yeah, this they just did like neon colored lights, like purple, red, green, Here's blue, the smoke machine. Now it's yeah, dreaming. Yeah. Now. <laughs> with with like a featureless like hallway, right? Like yes. where there's no background really. Um, I do have to agree that that's kind of a letdown that the Freddy set pieces that um, you see are kind of few and far between. It could be more spectacular. Right? I did yeah. I did really enjoy looking at all of like the high school kids though. I think seeing like the kids at school and shit is is great time piece. Like, look at these fucking stupid 80s kids with their hair, you know? Like <laughs> dumbasses. So that was fun. It's like the beginning of part 4. Right, yeah. like we're like there. You kind of see what's going on at school that day and shit. I do actually. Part two does a good job of that also, because you know you're you're with Jesse and he's kind of like an outcast and all that shit. It's that that like setup, not necessarily his um, problem that's going on, like yeah. where he's turning into Freddy Krueger, um, but like just the neighborhood, the school, the way the gym was, all that shit. Like it reminded me of like when I was younger. Not that I was fucking, you know, I, w I wasn't even a thought when that movie came out. Or but. turning into Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but I will say yeah. that. that uh, I do I, dance like that, though. You do, and it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, the one thing that's like, I, I'll say about that movie part two, though, is that you're right, is that it, it has the most, like, lovable cast or, like, memorable cast, I could say, out of a lot of those movies. Um, like, there's, there's definitely, like, you know, I think Dream Warriors has another great cast. Um, and, and the original cast is really good. Those are the three most memorable, in my opinion. But part two, just the way they set up the characters and stuff and the, and the school just really gets me like really invested in those characters more so than any of the other uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah, and I feel like they kind of did an okay job with getting you invested with the sisters um, in this series, or at least this... What, what would you call this, like... Because it's only two episodes that are connected, but uh, yeah, this arc, this story arc, yeah, yeah, uh, I feel like they did a pretty good job. Where you start actually liking them at one point in the second episode, where like, you know, um, the one is supposed to be the crazy one, as you remember from the first episode, and the other is supposed to be kind of like a popular, you know, cool girl in high school or whatnot. Right, but um, in this one, you have Lisa. Well, it's Lisa and Merritt. That's their names. Yeah. Um, I believe Lisa is the one that's normal. Right. Good luck and figuring that Merit, shit out because it yeah, is Merritt is supposed to be the, the one having issues. Yeah. <laughs> but like they show, at one point, um, Merritt is acting like Lisa to their mom, and basically they end up getting the real Lisa drugged. And I kind of, it, it sounds so fucking stupid. It sounds like it makes no sense. But the whole thing with the situation was the girl said, if I let mom think you were talking about Freddie, she would have locked you up too. And we both would have been locked up. 
So she said I had to protect, like, I had to protect, like, the Lisa identity. See, that's the thing. You know, and I thought that was really cool because I thought that she, I thought she was, like, throwing her under the bus for real. No, and, like, that's the thing that, that's the, the almost the, the bigger issue that I have with it is that there's a really, there's a really good fucking story here. Like, there's a good, there's a good premise of, like, the, the crazy sister who is actually crazy enough but is crazy enough to help the not crazy sister and stuff like that. I, I think there's a really strong story here, but man, like trying to fit it all into this like really short time period. And then the combination of the sisters acting being really fucking bad, dude. That was a problem. Yes. It was, it was very, very problematic for me to be like, <laughs> try to be like, what the fuck is going on right now the whole time? <laughs> so I had to like go back and jump back a few times and rewatch some scenes to be like, did I, what the hell is going on? Is he making out with who I think he's making out with and all this stuff? Because there's a part where like Lisa's making out with Merritt's boyfriend because she just wanted to know what it felt like. I'm like, yeah, you know what that's all about. And it's like, this is a crazy fucking scenario. So like, it took me a while to figure out the whole story. But once I did, I'm like, this is actually a, a pretty cool thing they're setting up here. Yeah. And, and the payoff at the end with Freddy being like, ah, twins. And he cuts them in half with the fucking dummies. That was great. But... Man, it, it just did not didn't get it to me like the last one did. I wanted to see Freddy Krueger set on fire again. That was fucking great from the last one. They just they gave him with a sledgehammer. So yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. They just went so he disappeared so much into that first one that I'm like, man, I think they they set themselves up for failure trying to do a follow up to that story. They should have yeah. just left it alone and been like, here's Freddy with some new characters that are going in and shit like that. So, but I, I get it. I mean. I'm sure people enjoy it. I'm just I did really that. like the ending, though. I did like the ending. So the sisters think that they're able to, like, defeat Freddy by basically saying, I don't believe in you. That whole shtick, that never worked. And um, I actually did, kind of, right? In a way. <laughs> but um, <laughs> basically, what ends up happening is they, so the sisters go to fight Freddy they don't believe that he's real, whatever. They use that whole thing and he disappears. They're in like their room or their living room or whatnot. And the one sister's like, he's not gone. Like you can't, like you can't kill him. And Freddy's arms basically come out of the couch like Cherry from fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse and <laughs> awesome. rip Lisa into the couch, right? And uh, they wake up, like you see like the alarms going off or whatnot. And Merritt looks over and Lisa's fucking dead. She's all slashed up. The mom comes and runs in. And it's like, you know, she's going to be committed now. Yeah, you know what you I mean? Like a mom fate worse than the death. sister, you, know, you yeah. know, the crazy sister killed it. And the crazy sister's blaming Freddy, who doesn't exist. That is a so great, cool. that's a great ending. It is. Uh, I love the downer ending. I love that, you know, Freddy gets the win in, in yeah. the end. And he it's a gets prequel the setup. It's a so. prequel, man. It is. It's. I enjoy it. I enjoy the ending. Um, I just it was it was hard getting there. But once I got there, I was like, hey, that's a cool way to fucking wrap this this all the way up. But but yeah, I, it makes me. Yeah, as of last week, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I want to check out all these fucking Freddy's nightmares. As of this week, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to think twice about checking out these Freddy's nightmares. <laughs> so overall. I would say go and check it out. If you Google it, um, it's you can find it. You can buy the tapes. The tapes are out there. Um, I don't know if they ever had an official release on any sort of disc. Yeah, not that I'm I not can, too I, sure about I've that. Never, I've only ever seen the tapes. That's the only media format I've seen them on. I'm, maybe there's a DVD, but I'm too lazy to look yeah. it up right now. But I know the tapes exist. So Yeah, I'm probably going to watch a few more of these, and we probably will watch a few more yeah, of these yeah, for no, this segment. Just because of this fucking what, what'd you call it again <laughs> what'd you call the segment again media meltdown down 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 <laughs> <laughs> now before we go over to the trailer of this week's movie we had a submission for our send your weird or unexplained ufo oh, or shit. whatever uh, yeah. stories dude lay it so on me hopefully yeah hopefully this inspires people to um, basically send your stories in. We'll read them here. So this is from Geary. I don't want to read Gary your thing out Geary? because... 
Geary, G-E-A-R-Y. Okay. I don't want to read his his Instagram name out because I don't know if he wants by the attention. FBI. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll blow you up, dude. Black <laughs> show up at his house. Wait, let me let me even try to say this. I'm gonna give it one try to pronounce his Instagram handle. Sukasis Phone Cemetery. There that guy. Do it that with. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for your submission. Um, and here we go. I'm gonna have to play some spooky music behind this. When I was about 14 or 15, my family was driving through Oregon on our way back to Washington. I don't know. Can I can I somehow read this creepier? <laughs> I remember it being around midnight and it being pretty dark because we were driving through the forest and it was a cloudy night so there wasn't any light from the moon. I had been looking at the forest as we were driving because I was wide awake because at that time I had trouble getting to sleep early. Anyway, I looked away for a moment and then looked back into the forest and I saw what looked to be a woman emerging from the forest. She was dressed in a white dress similar to a wedding dress, and she was giving off a white glow which really popped against the lack of light in the forest. I looked away for just a moment and looked back, and she was gone. To this day, I have no idea what I actually saw or if I saw anything at all. Even so, I'll probably remember that night forever. Dude. Dude, the hitchhiking ghost, baby. I love it. Wants it's, a ride. It's yeah, it's it's a classic. Uh, it's a classic story of you know, uh, whether it be this uh, a woman in white or I, I've heard of similar things of like uh, uh, all white like uh, what are they like animals that will run next to a vehicle like sixty mile per hour. There will be like a ghostly looking like animal. Or flying or running next to a vehicle and it just like will fucking disappear. And it's all about these weird sightings in like wooded areas and very desolate places that uh, are just very strange. And like there's so many of these reportings and these like stories that it's it's hard to just kind of like throw it away as like, you know, nonsense. I feel like when you're younger, you're more open to this stuff. You know what I mean? Like you don't have as many answers to things. So when you see like that dark as fuck forest, like you don't know what's out there, you know, you're not really, um, you're probably still afraid of the dark, maybe, unless you're a fucking weirdo like me, which was not really, that never really bothered me for whatever reason. You but, were born um, in the darkness. <laughs> you merely adapted to it. Um, but when you're driving through really dense forest on a really dark night like even as an adult you're like starting to kind of be like please don't see anything please don't see anything please don't see anything you know what i mean like you're gonna have that extra fucking experience with the thing running across the goddamn street well and if if i saw like legitimately saw or at least thought i saw some sort of like glowing white figure there is no way that i'm stopping oh investigating yeah. definitely doing not anything but getting the fuck off that road to the metal, dude. or wherever dude I'm, I'm getting off immediately and i'm going to somewhere with lights because fuck that shit yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> and that's like that's the thing you know as much as i i i'm so intrigued by these type of encounters and stuff like that uh, if if said encounter were to happen to me, I'd probably be shitting bricks and like, like you said, trying to yeah. leave the situation as fast as possible. Uh, Dude, but I'd this, be okay. I'd but, be okay in a maniac situation. Oh, or like a prowler situation. Okay, yeah, but dude. <sighs> put me in like a fucking ghost house situation a, and I'm fucked a man, logical so yeah. attacker that is physical and that is is like a nemesis that I can I can see and I can understand his you have a shot motivations yes put me up against that motherfucker uh, a ghoul who can evaporate and I have no idea what dimension it's from and all that dude I I'm checking out it's too much what about me, like man. a what about like a Jason Voorhees like a combination of both Oh, it's tough, dude. Uh, it, like, because that's the thing. Like, Jason, you would think, all right, he's a physical human, but then, like, you know, he's obviously just 
fucking popping up behind you when you think you're running a mile away from him. So I think he would fall under the uh, elemental laws of being terrifying if I ever had to fucking <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> it's like, you know what, man? I'll just do it myself. Fuck it. Yeah. This is just too much for me. I can't take it. Check it out. <laughs> So thanks again, Geary, for submitting your story to us. We are really appreciative. If anybody else has anything, please fucking submit it. We're going to read it. If it's funny, we'll read it. If it's funny, yeah. we want scary shit, though. We want stuff where you had to go to like a fucking therapist for. Well, you know, and this uh, and this story here is absolutely perfect. The the lady in white, which is basically uh, what he's claiming that he, he encountered that night is a, a very well-known uh, spirit that has been seen uh, it's actually very well known on the west coast so and, and that's where this individual is from so that's even even more of a coincidence but he's also this 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 legend goes all over the united states not only that it goes all over the world of people encountering this lady in white and it's usually an omen of death or some kind of negativity that could uh, be associated with this deity and, and it, it's the perfect tie-in for the movie that we watched this week which heavily deals with such a, an entity of a lady in white. Why don't you go ahead and lay on them what wonderful movie we watched this week, Michael? This week, we watched the 2003, I'm not going to say classic, yeah, you can't, but <laughs> haunt, haunted road type film, Dead End. Let me hit the trailer and we'll talk more after that. out that we are the only car on the road right now it's 7 30 already darling yes i'm aware of that laura i thought we'd come to a junction by now stop i saw a woman in the forest cool dad's tripping out oh my god what the hell was that What are you talking about? Who are these people in the woods? Don't come over here for God's sake. I'm pregnant. I smoke pot. Talk about a merry fucking Christmas. What if she gets it first? Who? Lady in white. Don't worry. She's dead. Stupid! That's a, that's actually a really good movie title. Surprise, more people didn't try to use that like in the eighties. I mean, maybe there's a movie called Dead End in the eighties, but I'm driving? not gonna look it up right that's now. That's the only thing I could think of, right? And you know, I love that shit, dude. But Grizz, before we talk about this fucking movie, I have been notified by our um, our chief intern, who we do not pay, Mister. Ernie Kegstan from the Laser Graves podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that um, actually your, I guess, um, first appearance yes. on this episode was episode 71, Christmas Evil, which was released on December 10th, 2019, which this would kind of be your anniversary episode then, man. What yeah. the fuck? two Jesus. years it does not dude two years is insane uh, 105, 105 episodes? episodes yeah so 105 movies I've, I've watched and endured for for you fucking people some dude, good that's crazy some bad i'm pretty most amazing I'm pretty pumped so that makes me feel good man yeah dude it's been an awesome <laughs> ride i i i love i love doing this uh, i love watching these movies uh it's 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 pretty cool man i i, I actually I would love to fucking cover Christmas Evil again, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I want redemption on that movie. It's my favorite Christmas horror movie. 
and uh, the first episode, uh, I was getting my feet wet, and my audio was uh, was a little rough. So uh, maybe maybe in the future, I can I can get my redemption on some Christmas Evil. Maybe we'll do that for our actual Christmas episode. That's what I, that's what I was hoping. So maybe a little <laughs> two year anniversary special. Yeah, we'll 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 have a love fest on that one. But uh, I'm just gonna say thanks thanks to Ernie Kegstand for bringing this to our uh, our attention. We always kind of wondered when he started, but we were never, I guess, motivated enough to actually go. <laughs> the look. archivist that he is, the museum yeah. worker that he yeah. has become, he he figured it out quickly. That's so fucking crazy. It was seriously unbelievable. But. On to more important things than us, Grizz. Correct. And that is the 2003 slash 4 movie Dead End. Now, I guess this was released straight to video here in the US, right? This was released, yeah. This is a a direct, and that's really where it it made all of its money back and some. It was a huge success. It's kind of like a cult uh, early 2000s, I won't say classics. We refused to say that earlier, but it it is a cult movie, a cult success uh, on its own. Uh, and, and it's mainly because of the home box office. And, uh, I was working at a video store in my hometown. Well, like next to my hometown, when this movie came out in 2003, I remember getting, uh, the box of these motherfuckers, Opened them up and having to to put the little tags on the one on the shelf and getting them all set up in their wow. cases and stuff, dude. Uh, and we we got this movie I, because when you worked at the video store, we got to take the movies out like two weeks a week ahead of time whenever we got them in before the general they public. Want, they want you to know the movie. Yeah, they so people talk. Like, yeah, oh. exactly. So like we got to watch them and everything like that, dude. And I remember. Me and my buddy watched this one a bunch because we were like, dude, this shit is so fucking cool, blah, blah, blah. Because it was different from the time period of 2003. Uh, everything else that was coming out at that time, you know, Urban Legend, I Know What You Did Last Summer, all that kind of shit was still kind of very, uh, you know, that was the kind of movies that were very popular at the time. So this kind of set itself apart, man. And, and uh, it's been a, a movie that I've kind of gone back to ever since from time and time again very fondly and reminisce on of my my video store days you know um this is the first time that i've ever watched this movie i had um i guess like a mid-level expectations for it because you said i don't 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 think it's gonna be like the fucking prowler or something like it's gonna rock your world um i watched it and i fucking i loved it i thought it was awesome (laughs) i thought it was fucking sick sleeper Um, right i've seen this yeah i've seen this around um remember we were talking about like movies that just fill up these like streaming service catalogs like all these random horror movies i always thought that's what this was it is though it looks just like all the rest of them dude it really does i'm looking on imdb because i was wondering this before nine hundred thousand dollar estimated budget I feel like they did a very good job because it looks professionally done. It's not like they were shooting on those like direct to digital or whatever the hell those camcorders were that they were using. Yeah. Like in the early two thousands where you could tell it like just had a weird look to it. Uh, Ernie Kegstan would know more about that. I feel like I've spoken to him about those. A lot of those like really cheap VHS releases from that time period were shot like that. And it's not like shot on video. No, this is like when you're seeing like, kind of film like it looks like more of like an an independent film would be shot with a very nice camera but still very independent in the way that it was shot and made yeah and i was really kind of surprised at the casting in this fucking movie too i wasn't um expecting to see people i would actually know you know what I mean? Like people I recognize from other movies. Cause generally in this stuff, it's all like nobodies or like Z list people. This one, not so bad. It, it's, it's, it's strong casting and it has to be, I think for this movie to be good because it's a cast of, of basically five people, really four people at the heart of it. That if, if you don't connect or you don't feel anything for, for these four, Four people that's all you're getting this whole movie so like they have yeah. to really be characters that you uh can either connect with fall in love with hate you really have to have some kind of an emotion with uh right off the bat and they do a great job of bringing this cast together you're absolutely right with that 
you know, it's crazy with this movie. Um, so, you know, you got these people traveling in a car down a road. They're going, it's, it's a Christmas movie. They're yes. going to a Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christmas Eve party or whatnot, like a family gathering. And it's the mom, the dad, uh, the daughter, her boyfriend slash soon to be fiance, I guess. Um, and the brother, so their yes. son, and they're going on this trip to their grandmother's house, I believe. That's the destination, right? The dad's yeah. mom or the mother's uh, no, mom? No, the mother's, they're going to the mother's uh, family's house, the mother's mother. And uh, like all husbands, he's overly thrilled about going to the in-laws again for the holidays. Uh, yeah. And um, he's driving. He took some other fucking path instead of the interstate. And he falls asleep at the wheel. Almost gets into an accident, and then they're just traveling down this road for the rest of the movie. That's yep. where this whole fucking thing takes place, besides like a little segment in a like a shack almost. Um, but besides that, this whole movie takes place on just like a wooded road. It looks like the same fucking road the whole time. And mostly in a car. So it's an even yeah. smaller, it's a very small set. Uh, you're not getting like, you know, and that's what's so brilliant about it though, is that like this movie has to be well-made, it has to be well-written, and it has to be well-acted for any of this to work because oh, it's absolutely. so fucking limited in what you're getting that if, if, if any of these elements are missing, it's just trash. And like, it falls apart. Yeah, and, it, and this movie is, is glued together so fucking well. Dude, you have Lynn Shea playing the mom in this too. Legendary Lynn Shea. Right? Her character is crazy, especially towards like the end is just off the wall, right? Like really fucking, really an awesome character. Brings a little lightness, like a little uh, humor to the to the oh, movie yeah. in a part that's very depressing too, which is very hard to do. And they but, pulled it off excellently. A, also a very believable, um, you know, over the hill mom. mother that... Um, is kind of unhappy with her her life and where it's become. Uh, this whole family plays such a great, uh, like almost, I don't want to say, oh, true every family, but like a very genuine family dynamic of like, there's a lot of dysfunction that's rooted in a lot of history of the family that is bubbling underneath. And you kind of get a lot of this tension rising throughout the whole movie that is, is just played so well. And the family feels so fucking real and connected. The father played by Ray Weiss, another fucking horror icon. I mean, I recognize Ray Weiss. The first time I've seen that dude was uh, the 82 swamp thing movie. He plays oh, the fucking shit. doctor in that movie, young fucking Ray Weiss. But I think everybody who is who's a big you know fan of uh, of him was is going to know him from the uh, the TV series Twin Peaks. That's he's like the the main character or whatever in that fucking show. I've never honestly I've never fucking watched Twin Peaks. I'm not a fan. I never I never watched. Twin, so, but I know Twin people Peaks go either. fucking goo goo gaga over that fucking garbage. So if you're a Twin Peaks fan, you're gonna know who this guy is for sure. Dude, I just know him as Alec Holland. That's yeah, it. For sure. What a great dude. 82 Swamp Thing. Masterpiece. What a great fucking movie. Um, I am a giant Swamp Thing fan. I Oh I, really? Perfect. Dude. My my old Instagram handle was it's a fucking swamp thing. Yeah, I love that. It's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Ray Weiss as the father. Um him and Lynn Shay's dynamic of like a bitter uh married couple who who genuinely do have uh, a like at the base of it a love for one another but have so much fucking resentment and like just like dude the one-liners back and forth and like this the the stingers and shit dude it's you gotta keep sucking on it like that dude that's oh, how i drink dude <laughs> oh my i've been in relationships where i'm that fucking annoyed with the person that like where the, the, the relationship needs to end like it's it's to that point, you know, and like every little fucking thing the person does that isn't annoying in, in, in reality, but becomes like exaggerated and overly annoying to you, whether it's in like a relationship that you're having with a partner or like a, a bad friendship that's coming to an end, where like anything that person done is just like, Why well, you gotta fucking drink like that, asshole? And it's like, dude, this is just how I fucking drink. Like, what's wrong with you? Like it, it, it's just this great tension that is built that feels so believable and so real between and uh 
the Frank and Laura character that is Ray and Lynn. It's really great casting. Yeah, and the kids are believable too. You got the one dick son, and you got like the girl that's kind of like she's a doctor, uh, the good one. She's a fucking yeah. well, well, not a doctor, well, psychologist, psychiatrist. No, yeah, she, kind of a doctor. She's right? in school or some shit. I don't know, but like she's got like her boyfriend that's kind of like goofy, right? I guess that's her like high school sweetheart or something. Yeah, right? college b- boyfriend or whatever, and like he's a baseball player. He's like a goody two shoes kind of guy. And the, she the don't bo- like him now anymore. No, nah, she's not into that dude for sure. And then, like, you know, the younger brother who's, like, the stoner fucking, I listen to Marilyn Manson, fucking, I'm a rebel, kind of the, the black sheep of the family kid yeah. played by Mick Kane, which I love that his only other fucking, like, claim to fame is that he was a stand-in for fucking Justin Long. That's <laughs> like, and it makes perfect sense because he fucking looks like Justin Long from behind, but that's fucking You know, it, you're right. Dude. He I does, right? I kind of did get the Justin Long, uh, yeah. wow, I said that fucking strangely, uh, the Justin <laughs> Long vibes. He does, though, it's okay. for sure. And he, like, has the same, like, kind of attitude, yes. like, uh, it's not like I guess you can call it like comedic timing almost, right? He was like, oh, that, that Justin kid's got it going on. I got to fucking do what he's doing. <laughs> he's got to figure it out. <laughs> um, but the overall, like, I guess, like, story or the way that the plot moves is whenever this family stops for whatever reason, somebody ends up getting murdered, like, terribly, right? They yes. end up getting, like, killed in a horrible way, and their bodies, like, left, like, mangled and mutilated. And it all starts when the father sees a woman in white on the side of the road in the woods. And he says, stop the car. I, I see this this fucking woman in white that she was just there. And they, they pull over and she's there with a the fucking baby all wrapped up in a blanket and stuff. And they think that she's been in an accident and she's in shock. You know, oh, she must, you know, something as horrible has happened. We got to get to a phone. We got to call 911. And but they don't realize she's a fucking ghouly ghost bitch, right? You know, they don't fucking know that. So it turns out that the baby's dead, and that's a cool reveal. And that's how the whole like terror night a, sets in, in motion. It's like a blanket full of mush, right? Yeah. Like it's really fucked <laughs> Bloody up. Bloody mashed potato blanket is basically yeah. what they got. <laughs> can, can, how can this baby breathe with all these blankets over its Oh, it's okay. It's she's dead. dead. I know that's it's such like, a what? good line, dude. So weird. And you know, I can was, we just I was turned off. I'm dude. just that, gonna say ghost bitch was hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> she kind of reminded that. me of a Sherry Moon zombie type character. That's probably why I got into it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um let's put a, a little disclaimer that we're gonna we're gonna ruin the ending like already. Oh, like yeah. now, because I wanna yeah. talk about some of the shit and it's all connected and all that stuff. So this family is going down the road and they're getting picked off one by one eventually the only one left is the daughter right and this black car that's been following them this whole time and they keep seeing like the people that go missing like in the back uh pulls up she gets all nervous and the lady in white comes out and says he's not here for you and she gets in the car and they pull away and eventually um, what the hell even is her fucking name? Um, uh, Marlin. Her name is Marlin. Yes, Marlin. <laughs> I, I, which is weird because, like, I don't remember hearing that. Oh, name. Marion. Mary. Marion. Oh, I'm just Marian. I'm reading it wrong on fucking IMDb. Oh my god! <laughs> it looks like Marlin. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Marion, like, is all fucking scared. She wakes up. She's in the hospital. It was all a dream, or was it? Um, basically, what ended up happening was when the dad fell asleep at the wheel, he ended up crashing and hitting an oncoming car, killing everybody involved except her. Now, the thing that is kind of cool about it is the other car was the woman in white and her baby. And he killed so them like, also. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the whole thing. Um, I knew it. Yeah? From the probably, jump? Probably within, like, the first, when the guy first dies. I didn't know that the woman was the one in the other car, but I, I was like, they definitely died in the accident, and they're, like, in some sort of, like, hell. Like or a whatnot. purgatory or whatever. Like, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I figured that out pretty quickly, but... 
it was good enough where I just kept going. I was like, I got to see how they explain it. You know what I mean? And the way that they did explain it was pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah, I think I that was like a that. good idea. Now, the I dude in the hearse was the dude that like found them at the accident and like, you know, helped the fucking and called 911. So he was there at the hospital. So uh, I have to add this to the ending too, because the guy who was driving this, you know, mystery hearse the whole time at the hospital at the end, and he goes, Oh, what happened? He wants to know. And that's where we get the exposition about, Oh, you know, she's been in a coma for a few hours, but she's going to live. She's going to be okay. Um, she's pregnant also, and she's, her baby's going to be okay, which is, you know, crazy because the boyfriend died and shit. Um, but then it's like, Oh, this mysterious hearse driver at the end is like following this doctor out who's telling her all this and the doctor's car won't start and the hearse driver pulls up and he's like hey can i give you a ride and the sexy doctor's like yeah why not so it's like kind of leading me to believe like there is more going on than just like this weird coma dream that like explained everything or whatever that just happened maybe this hearse driver is like you know, this like uh, omen of death or whatever. I don't know. It, it's yeah. a cool ending, man. It gives me a couple yeah. different turns to go down. It's It really could go one of two ways with him because he didn't do anything that was bad. Right. Like they, you don't explicitly see. And like you see now also at the end, this doctor's name is like, what is it? Dr. Marriott? Marot? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Marcotte. Marcotte. Yeah, because that's the Cause town they in, kept seeing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they kept seeing signs for Marcotte when they were on the road. And it turned out this was the doctor's name. So, like, it really could... Um, it really could have gone either way with the guy at the end. He is dressed in all black and his hair is dyed black, though. So that's kind of like um, like an ominous thing, I guess. Yeah, in looks these like a types slick of movie. Willy character. He's very... Yeah. He's, he's up to something, <laughs> that's for sure. Now, here's something I kind of thought of while I was watching it and reflecting back, but I couldn't remember about one piece of the puzzle. Everybody that died, the mom, the dad, the son, I don't know about the boyfriend, though, the, the daughter's boyfriend, but the three of them are like terrible people, like in reality. Yeah, from like the interactions that we see unfold in the car and like the, the different histories that you hear from each different perspective, we come to realize that everybody in this car really is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And she is the only one that's like normal, like normal ish, I guess. Well, but at least I that we know of that not, nothing yeah. was revealed about her, you know? Yeah. And I couldn't put my finger on like anything with the, um, the boyfriend cause she was going to dump him, but I don't remember if she ever gave a real reason. Right? No, she was just basically saying that like she was kind of bored and stuff like that with him, and that was going to be it because he was kind of made out to be this like Poindexter-y kind of like boring character and stuff. But yeah, like uh, in the other ways you're saying though, like like the little brother is like this like very self-centered, uh, you know, sexual deviant in a way. He's like jerking off in the woods and smoking <laughs> pot and shit like that. So like he's just kind of focused on himself and stuff. So he has his own like issues and. Um, you, we, we learn that the parents are fucking cheating on one another. The son's not even the dad's fucking kid, which is like a crazy moment in the movie where we dude. find out. Oh, my God. What I a, feel what a horrible. My, dude, what a my yeah, gut wrench. Because like he, stuff, starts to, he starts to, I mean, they were both equally wrong. Oh, 100%. But like you get like the dad telling the story and he's all like, um, he's like kind of drunk. And he's been shot in the leg at one, you know, at this point. And he's telling the story about it was his friend. And like the friend was basically in love with his wife and he got her pregnant. He basically did it to himself because he told the guy to go for it after yeah, the, the guy told him the situation. Uh, right. Yeah. The friend's like, and, my, my, I got, I got this hot woman who's married, but I'm in love with her. And I think she loves me. He's like, I don't know what to do. And the guy was like, well, you only live once, dude. You got to go for it. So we basically told his buddy, hey, you should go you go fucking sleep with my wife. <laughs> and he <laughs> yeah. ends up getting her fucking pregnant. And dude, what a, what a mind fuck, dude. Yeah. And like, he's all upset and like, it's fucked up. It's really like, it's crazy. The movie gets nuts. 
Because, like, everybody starts, I guess the road kind of, like, brings out the worst in people, right? It starts making you a little fucking crazy. Well, yeah, you start it's, guessing what's going on because you're not getting to your destination. It feels like the road's going on forever. They keep driving in, like, what seems like circles. So, like, everybody starts to snap. And that's what I love about it is, like, the movie's a slow descent into madness from, like, every person's perspective. You see a little bit yes. of the mom going crazy. You saw the daughter go crazy, but now she's bringing it back because everybody else is going crazy around her. So she has to like come to terms with her reality to survive. So you see her coming back. Yeah. You see the fucking dad snap and he goes to the booze and he beats the shit out of the daughter when the fucking booze. Dude, that that's fucking part. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't yeah, see this coming like out of nowhere. He just flips. He goes nuts. Yeah. Cause like, the, like, you know, they're, they're basically fucked. It's down to the dad and the daughter. And like, he wants more booze. And she's like, dad, I threw the booze out. He just beats the fuck out of her. And I'm like, dude, I didn't see this coming at all. And that's like, you're saying these people are pieces of shit. Like that's at the core of this guy. So obviously like, it made me feel like there's a history of like alcohol with this dude and him being abusive. So like this is like kind of like why they were like him you don't need the out. alcohol, Dad. Come on, you know, yeah. just crazy layers of like real family dynamics here. They were fucking exposing, man. Dude, no, it's a really cool thing that you don't realize till the end. Also, all the kills when the bodies are left are how they died in the car. Right? Yeah, they're not like because you never see anybody be murdered in yeah. the movie. You don't see how yep. they just find the bodies die, like you know, dead in the road, and that makes total and sense that they find them in the fucking road. Oh, dude, that's great. Yes, awesome. I like how. I, well, dude, I realized that at the end when Lin Shay finally dies, and like her, her like head is all like fucked up and busted open, oh and like her body's all God. torn up, and then I'm like, wait a second, the son's body was like fucking burned and shit. And like the, the boyfriend's body was all mutilated and stuff. And it's all shit that like would have happened from like a car accident, a bad car right? accident for sure, yeah. dude. Like the baby was like all messed up and like, it makes total sense, bro. And it's when, awesome. When Lin Shay's character jumps out of the car to, cause she's seen all these dead people <laughs> in the fucking, woods. And she's now like, you bye see bye. Me now, I don't. Yeah. She just jumps out. And they fucking stop and they, they get her back and her fucking head is wide open. Yeah, her brain's exposed she, in the her, back. Her brains are exposed and she starts like finger banging her fucking brains to the point where she Don't has she a die. seizure and fucking <laughs> dies, bro. What? Fucked like up. how Fucked fucking up. crazy? And this scene happens out of nowhere. Pre-insidious. Like, yeah, because like none of these, <laughs> none of like the shit that's happened in this movie up to this point is anywhere near that level of intensity. Like this is yeah. all pretty mind fuck of that a movie. That was rough. That and was all rough. of a sudden it's like, here's a bunch of crazy fucking gore. And I'm like, dude, I gotta, gotta fucking warm me up for this kind of thing. This is intense, bro. <laughs> Catching me off guard. Dude, it was really cool too, because like, you don't really realize what's going on at first. And then you kind of do. And it's like, just imagining that is just horrible. horrible. Imagine putting your hand up, feeling your head and it's just squishy. Like it's your brain. Oh, Jesus dude, Lynn Christ. Is, Lynn is such a great actress, dude. She's so believable in that scene where, like, she realizes her head's open and, like, her face is just like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is wild. That's why I'm saying, like, this movie could have really only have, have worked in, in so many ways. And it, it had to be, like, a, the perfect culmination of all these things and all these people working together properly for it to come together. Because this could have been a fucking stinker like this has oh, all for sure all the makings of being a really bad b movie really bad like this you, you could set this up and this could be a total shit and they pull it off and dude, this is a movie i i i, I kind of like at the end of it i was like why do i only watch this movie once in a fucking blue moon because i could be, yeah. i could watch this every good. year and really enjoy it's good it. Dude, crank up that fucking, uh, Mar what, what was it, Marilyn Bronson? Marilyn Bronson, the dad keeps saying. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Marilyn Manson. Oh, bro. What are you listening to that, Marilyn, Marilyn Bronson? 
there's a there's a fucking like right in the middle of this movie and they they keep giving these epic like overhead like drone kind of looking shots of like the, the oh, black yeah, woods driving through and the woods one fucking road they keep driving on and they're showing one of these like kind of montages and they have this cool fucking like techno-y synth song with like the <laughs> the vocal ha, 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 like going on over top of it. I'm like, dude, I am in. This is cool as fuck. <laughs> this is this is so they really got 2000s and I'm like, yes, I miss this shit so much, man. <laughs> I was, that could have been I, on I, the. Uh, I well, back. that might have been able to make the uh, American Werewolf in Paris soundtrack. Maybe it, it, it would have easily fit right in on that movie, dude. One hundred percent. So, Chris, why don't you give me your final thoughts about this one? I'm, you know, I, I kind of threw this out there on a whim, it, and, and it's. I'm glad that I did, man. It's it's a kind of like I said, it, it is a Christmas movie in a sense where everything is kind of re- there's there's a there's a constant reminder that this is on Christmas Eve throughout the movie. Um, there's a, a lot of great gags that are uh, responsible because of the fact that it's on Christmas Eve. So it oh, is the uncle's gun being the a uncle's, present. Yeah. The, the fucking gun loving crazy uncle and shit. So funny, dude. He jerks uh, off the gun magazines. Yeah. <laughs> he's been through a lot, but like, it's, it's just so funny. Like <laughs> I think his name was Mikey. I yeah. Think was, was, Michael's been perfect. through a lot. Yeah, oh, Jesus poor fucking Christ. Mikey. Um, <laughs> So like, I, I, it, it's a perfect time period to watch this. It's a great warm up movie for like holiday horrors because it's not gonna inundate you with like a bunch of like here's Santa Claus and all this bullshit, but it, it gets you in that little bit of a spirit and it delivers on an amazing ride of a, a of one hell of a story and some of the best acting in a low budget horror film in the early two thousands that I think you're gonna probably find. I have to agree, man. This one nails all those things that we like about movies without having like over the top gore and shit, like a real solid story that'll make you actually uh, pay attention. Um, a real good cast where they're all actual serviceable actors and actresses and people that actually know what they're doing, or at least appear <laughs> that they do. Right. Um, you know, the whole like road to nowhere, hell road, whatever you want to call it. I love that shit, and I think they did a great job in this. I would highly, highly suggest everybody watch it. It's not over-the-top Christmas. Technically, this is a Christmas movie, um, but, you know, we we thought we would throw something different out there because I don't think I've seen many people covering this movie, if anybody no. fucking covered this goddamn movie. But Who's it, not for Christmas anyways, for sure. No, no, no. And I think you can put this in your Christmas regiment, your your Christmas catalog. It's definitely going to be in mine. I fucking love this. Oh, like yeah. I said, it was my first time watching. I'll definitely end up buying this movie probably. There is a tape out there, right? Yes, we did say there's the tape. Um, worth it. I think it's 100% worth it. I wonder what it looks like on tape. Dude, yeah, it'd be interesting to see like the, the difference in uh, like the quality from like a DVD copy from the tape quality. It, it, it may even be better to have that little bit of a, of a grain to it, to give it a little bit of a grit to to add to the atmosphere of this movie. I'll get back to you. I'm going to pick it up and I'll nice. let you know. I like that. But, uh, you know, for B-horror movies from the early 2000s, this is the shit. This is where it's at. Different than those like teen slashers. Feels like it could have been released in 1988 or so. If oh, yeah. it was... You know, not, it's not, it doesn't look that way, but just, I feel like the story, the way it plays out and everything, if this was made in the eighties, shit, everybody would be all about this stuff. Yeah. I think it would be a huge fucking hit. It, 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 put Lin Shay in it still like critters yeah. Lin Shay in the fucking mother's seat. I'm, I'm in it. Dude. <laughs> Sign me up. So yeah, dead end. Uh, you can see it on Tubi. I believe that's where it's for free. Um, you can find it probably pretty much anywhere, but look for the tape. Probably cheap. I didn't Very look cheap. it up. I can't. No, yeah. I can't. It, I can't see it being more than like ten, twenty bucks. But it's a good watch. New Christmas movie now acquired in the uh, bad taste uh, archive. There we go. And we the hope vault. you go and uh, yeah, we we hope you go and give it a chance. So let's head over to the video Dropbox and see what we're doing next week.
we're back in the video Dropbox, and I'm pretty excited because we're going to do one hell of a movie next week, and hopefully we have a guest, a very special guest, our favorite guest. Dr. Ernst. But... <laughs> Oh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> He's made a I'm Christmas promise to me, goddammit. He better be here. I'm, I'm going to bleep that out so nobody knows, just in case he decides to throw the fucking monkey wrench in. Read um, he would. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll no, see. He actually probably wouldn't. If anybody wouldn't, yeah. it probably is. I'll, I'll confirm it after we're done recording. <laughs> and uh, we will be watching the 1989 horror action siege film. Deadly Games, Dial Code Santa Claus. Now, Grizz, have you ever seen this movie? No. I. We were like, oh, what should we cover? And I'm like, oh, there's got to be some cool fucking, you know, Christmas horror movies out there that we haven't covered yet. And I, I came across this, and you're like, oh, yeah, dude, that movie's fucking crazy. And I've never seen this shit. And I watched the trailer, and I'm like, bro, this looks like fucking young Rambo meets fucking Home Alone meets like <laughs> Jangle all the way. Like this is like the craziest looking fucking movie I've ever seen. Let's hit the trailer. We'll talk a little bit more about this. Yeah, I think you're really gonna like this movie. It's like one level up from like Home Alone type shit. You know what I mean? Perfect. Like the way you, it's not as, I mean, it's kind of, it's like a kid's movie, but it's not as kid's movie as Home Alone Trailer is. looks pretty dark, man. Like it doesn't look Dude. like a, you know, a, a, a very festive holiday movie like they would make a Home Alone look. Dude, just fucking wait, man. You're gonna you're gonna like this movie. I swear to God. And it's like a super Christmassy movie. It's gonna put you in the fucking mood. Gonna be a week before Christmas. You're gonna be like, oh fuck, Perfect. man. I love this shit. You're gonna put your fucking sack on. You're gonna put your Santa keep, hat on. I keep my sack on all year round. All right. I will have you know. <laughs> I don't take mine off. Yeah. Yeah, but do you do you hook the sleigh up to fucking tater tots over there oh, or yeah. what? To the to the Prince Albert and we fucking <laughs> sail off into the fucking sky. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, Deadly Games, Dial Code Santa Claus. Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please leave us a good review, five stars, if you will, wherever you listen to us. We really appreciate it. Really helps us out. Um, sign up for our Patreon. We're starting to put up some uh, Patreon exclusive episodes where we're doing some commentary tracks for some original Tales from the Crypt episodes. Finally, right? Yeah, we <laughs> I got love a Christmas that shit. one coming up soon too. So now is the perfect time to sign up for yep. that. Season one, episode two. 
how many people know that shit? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really can't wait to watch that. That's fucking, now that puts me in the Christmas spirit. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, any, anything else, man? Go listen to Laser Graves, one of our, uh, our favorites, Mr. Ernie Kegstan, that motherfucker. Absolutely. Also, a huge thank you to the dude who sent in the story this week about the lady in white. It was perfect timing. Geary, baby. Geary, yeah. Call awesome, me for dude. life. And, and please, if you got other cool stories about UFOs, if you've been uh, sexually assaulted by a Sasquatch, any of these things that have happened to you in your life, I want to hear about them, and I want, to, I want to dive deep into your psyche and how it made you feel. So please, give us a shout. I, I love this stuff. Yeah, let us know. Let us know what happened to you. We really want to know. We'll what, solve your what, problems. Yeah. What What is the most <laughs> fucked up thing that you've ever seen? Uh, and we're not talking about like uh, two guys, one hammer or three guys, no, one yeah, hammer or whatever the fuck. Lemon parties was. and stuff. I don't care. Yeah. That. Lemon party's not that bad, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> uh, on that note, we will see you next week with Deadly Games Dial Code Santa Claus.